San Diego First Church, so good to be with you again. It is your friendly pastors here at San Diego First Church. <laughs> Just this morning we're friendly. No, yeah, this morning we're friendly. <laughs> We've had our coffee. Uh, well, at least I thought you don't drink coffee. I drink coffee. But it's good to be with you, First Church family. Um, this is Pastor Matt. And uh, this is D. And this is Pastor D. And we are continuing to... Talk through the different lectionary passages that we encounter this week. This coming week, it is Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday. Wow. Uh, and we begin Holy Week. And as a part of this practice, we've been going through the different lectionary pa- passages as a part of our Living Lectionary series. Um, and so if you have your devotional, there's a, a slight change that we are going to be making. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 21 starting in verse 1 through 11, which is the uh, the passage that we will be preaching from this uh, coming Sunday. I will be preaching this Sunday, um, and so I will give you my first impressions and chat with Dee all about it. Matt, could you just for a moment explain um, that this wasn't a typo, but in the lectionary there are sometimes options as to whether a particular Sunday, like this one coming up, mm-hmm. would be a what's sometimes referenced as a Palm Sunday yes. or a Passion Sunday. Yeah, in fact, there are three different yeah. uh, passages um, that are given for this Sunday. Uh, Matthew 27 is one of them, Matthew, uh, a selection out of Matthew 26, mm-hmm. which you'll be preaching, teaching on in yeah. Morning Tide, yep. and then the Matthew 21 passage. Uh, and that is because... the. Uh, it depends on how you see this Sunday. It's either the beginning of Holy Week, the beginning of Passion Week, in which Christ is uh, ultimately going to uh, sacrifice himself on the cross and die and be raised to new life, or the initiation of the kingdom of God, beginning with his entry into Jerusalem, the triumphal entry. So it kind of, it's one of those, uh, and I can't remember how you frame it, but it's one of those pictures that if you see it one way, it looks like a rabbit. And the same picture, kind of flipping your eyes a little bit, and then looks like a duck. That's kind of Palm Sunday here, and why we have so many different passages associated with it. Which one are you calling the duck here? Uh, I'm sorry. That's probably not, <laughs> not entirely sure. Uh, there's probably I could make a guess, but so today we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 21, looking at verses 1 through 11, and I'll read it from the NRSV version for us. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, "Go into the village ahead of you." And immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. And and if anyone, excuse me, if anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet saying, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed 
were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, who is this? And the crowds were saying, this is the prophet, Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, D, although I am preaching from this uh, this passage this coming week, I would love to hear your first impressions as you uh, as you read this passage in Matthew twenty one. As I've said sometimes in the past, there are some things that just strike you as curious. Yeah. Um, and my guess is, as you've worked on this, you've taken some of those curiosities and began to unpack them. But I just find it interesting. Um, what the symbolism is that ties to the colt and the donkey and how that plays itself out in this storyline. And uh, my recollection is the contrast of what might be happening in um, other parts of the Roman Empire and maybe even other parts of Jerusalem um, near this time. Um, I I don't know why I'm moved, um, and I don't know that I've been moved by this in the past, but that the crowds taking their cloaks and laying them down mm. um, feels like uh, such a gesture of um, here my possessions, the things I have. Mm. This this is the one in whom I'm placing my uh, hope, and the just the symbolism uh, among a group of people who are not particularly known for their wealth. Yeah. Um, and that this is this whole parade is not an expression of extravagant wealth, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's an expression of hosanna to the highest, and becomes like a a uh, ultimate religious expression of what I believe in, my values, my hopes. Yeah. And for some of them, they have no evidence of what that hope will lead to, just that they've heard this is the one, the prophet from Nazareth. And I think I'm just moved like the crowd yeah. um, in these moments, not knowing all that it means. Yeah. So you you mentioned the 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 um, the colt and the donkey. Yeah. Uh, and and both of us kind of even before we started recording, we were commenting on it's kind of an unusual sight. Like it says that the blankets were on both the the donkey and the colt. And that Jesus rode on both of them. Yeah. How did that work? Well, yeah. How does that work? Is like, is it just like a big horse kind of at that point? Like, like a front end and a back end? Yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah. Is it side by side? Is he laying, is he planking across both? Oh my like, goodness. Are they side by side or are they head to front? Like, Okay. You just took, took all the sacredness out of this storyline <laughs> for me, man. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I find that an oddity here. Yes. I will also comment that I think one of my favorite lines in the entire Bible is in this passage. Which one? Where where Jesus says, um, explains what they're going to do. And then he says, and if you run into anyone, like stopping you from borrowing this colt and this donkey, say to them, the Lord requires it. <laughs> like, as if like that is just like a... Trump a, card? A or, thing that happens. Yeah. Like, yep, uh, I'm, the Lord requires this burrito. <laughs> like, there's no equivalent in our own, like, vernacular of this happening. Like, yeah. it's such a, like, to me, just like a, wow, that, 
I guess that worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, just saying, the Lord needs this. And, and, and I wonder the extent to which um, in religious circles, the abuse of power oh my gosh, in yeah. modern days, where that becomes, in essence, the public appeal for, yeah. I need your money because the Lord requires it. Yeah, that's the dark side of this that interpretation. Is the dark side of this. <laughs> Which, but you're absolutely right about that. Like, the Lord requires me to have a G6. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, uh, doesn't seem, it seems in contrast yeah. to a donkey yeah. and a colt. Yeah. But apparently it worked here. It worked here. Yeah. Well, Christ says it's one thing, I guess. I agree. I agree. The other thing that has caught my attention and that um, I appreciate about this passage is the not just the fulfillment of Scripture that's taking place. Matthew obviously referencing an Old Testament passage here, the prophet Zechariah. Um, but that it sets up the rest of the week. Ah. And how it sets up the rest of the week, not in the entry aspect of it. You mentioned like what is happening elsewhere in, in not just the Roman Empire, but probably in the city. Jerusalem, yeah. Where Pontius Pilate, the governor of the town, would have made a big to-do of making sure that people knew that Roman authority was in the building. Yeah. At a, at a time when Jerusalem itself grows to max capacity with everyone coming in to celebrate Passover, which is the big Jewish holiday. Right. In which they are celebrating the liberation of the Jewish people from foreign oppressors. And Rome would want to make sure that they knew that such a thing cannot be repeated here in Jerusalem. And would require kind of a show of their own... Force. Strength and force in this moment. Yes. Absolutely. That there would have been a, a military, par, military parade similar to what Jesus does in coming yeah. into Jerusalem. But I love that what takes place is not the like, ter, like the turmoil that is mentioned here is not the turmoil of the Romans showing their force, but the turmoil is the coming of this. Uh, Jewish rabbi into the city who is celebrated fulfilling scripture that points towards the fulfillment of a Davidic king hmm. and that uh, that is what is creating turmoil and we'll unpack that probably a little bit more on wow. Sunday that sounds fantastic <laughs> fantastic what a great reading it's a fun one yeah good to be with you this morning D you as well Matt thanks look forward to Sunday